Welcome, everybody, back to the Signal Fire podcast. We uh, we took a few weeks off, and we are back. And, yeah, uh, schedules might be changing a little bit. Yeah, coming up, but we'll make it. Right. We'll make it work somehow. Right. Trying to keep it regular, but life gets in the way sometimes. This is the way it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, trying to think of um, a way to change the format. You know, I'm trying to get away from the news. It's it's depressing. Everybody knows. I'll still rant every once in a while. So yeah. those of you who like that, which is probably nobody, you'll still have to hear it. <laughs> yeah. We have to. Trying you to get some good in. interviews and some some good different um some views from different people on the world. So I'm trying to line up some stuff. Chris sure. has got some um some fellow veterans he served with uh that might be also coming on the show. So we'll see what happens. I've expressed interest. Yeah. So in- it would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do a show uh, talking about the Iraq War and how those veterans that fought in it feel about it now, looking back twenty years, without and without talking about how I feel about it. I always want to see how other people feel about it, and then I'll, of course, talk about how I feel about it because everybody needs to know how I feel. I feel, and everybody, everybody really needs to hear um, stories from a veteran's perspective that was there, because uh, sure. I don't think people pay enough attention to Iraq and Afghanistan war vets. And I, I think you guys need to get your stories out there. I think it's important for people to hear. It's important. It's important to hear, I think, for um, just history is fact. You know what I mean? The, right. So so people can know what actually happened and, um, you know, what what our country did in, in the name of freedom and liberation. So, you know, you get, get get the stories out there, regardless of how the veteran, you know, veteran feels about politics or whatever. I think it's it's good to um, get them stories out there. And so everybody knows different points of view. Yep. From those who have to fight the wars. But yeah, everybody, everybody know. sees life through a different lens. So, you know, it's, That's it's right. important to hear everybody's unique uh, stories and perspectives, I think. I heard somebody not say use the word lens, but uh, the word reality tunnels. I like mm. that because it's nice. yeah because everybody lives in their own reality and right. has their own perspectives and I think that's a good way to go down it because everybody everyone, has different beliefs. Everyone gets too. tunnel vision. <laughs> yes, sure. right, and that's that's exactly what everybody's in. They're in their own reality tunnel. Right. I like I like the reality bubble too. You know, people, bubble. Yeah, people same, yes, it's the same same yeah. thing. They live in their protective little barriers, and uh, you know. Reality is shocking, but you know what? You you need to see reality. You, you can't trick yourself your entire life into believing the world, the uh, 
is one way because of somebody on television telling you that. So, right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of um, television and everything like that. It's just about it's just about propagandizing and programming you. Right. That's why, why do they, yeah? Why do they call it? Why do they call them programs? Right. <laughs> and programming. I mean, they tell you right there in the word. They are programming you. You are they a robot. That. They do that very often. Um, put little hints in there, just I think, just to make little digs at you, like so you don't even know. Mm-hmm. No, but that's that. Um, they're telling you that's that sigil and chaos magic they practice, though. And then when they're practicing, when you're practicing dark magic, um, you have to um, kind of see. Uh, what I was told by a Freemason at one time that Masons and these types of people, you know, you use you de- you use deception without deceiving. So if you can figure that out, that's what I was told. But um, what is what is the purpose of doing that? What does it do? Uh, in, you, you, in your, you know, it's like telling somebody. It's like telling somebody the ha- half of the truth. It's like putting half the truth in front of somebody, but only like the part that you know. It's psychology. You know how they fuck with us and these subliminal uh, sigil symbols that they use. You know, everywhere around us. You know, corporate logos and everything around us. Uh, that that's 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 put there on purpose because we think it's a corporate logo, but at, since we're looking at it and we're not figuring out what it truly is and what it's used for, it, regardless, we're still an uh, an unwilling participant in their magical ritual now, because they put it on us to determine and find out what's going on, and if we don't, then the karma doesn't fall back on them; it falls on us because we're not doing our job to find the truth and uh, figure out what's really going on and what's really. Um, all these all the what these symbols all around us really mean then when we don't do our job you know the karma doesn't fall on them so that's how they can get away with doing these dark arts and um exposing us to all this stuff and and not paying for it uh spiritually because that's just that the way sounds, the magic system is set up you know? it sounds kind of risky to me because um oh yeah they're always walking happen, on razors, happen, you know? but but what happens when people do know but it still happens to them i mean Let's say that there's some but tinfoil it's the mass consciousness thing. guy. The mass consciousness. Say, yeah, but I mean, the stuff they do affects everybody, correct? So when right. it affects somebody who's in the know, does that karma fall upon them? I mean, I mean, well, somebody, you know I mean? somebody in the know. I mean, you have a shield up if you if you if your brain is open to truth and your spirit is healthy and uh, you know you're a good person. Um, as long as you got your shield and your armor up, man, I mean, that's not going to hit you, but it's going to hit enough people that are unknowing to um, to control the mass consciousness. Because they know as long as you control the mass consciousness of the world, you know, say if we could get 6% of the world's population to all think about the same thing at once, it would literally change our reality and our perspective on everything. So they know that. They know how powerful we are as a, as a group if we're all uh, on the same page. That's why they keep us divided and and fighting and constant wars you know i think i think that's a big thing with the um them pushing racial division all the time to, to keep our country oh, split apart that's, 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 that's one that's, of the reasons i think i think this government's co-opted age, ages old fucking tactic of divide and conquer yeah everybody's different but we're all the fucking same and we People all have stuff to learn from each other and, and every culture on earth is beautiful but you're raised in certain countries, especially in the West, who only know, only know one thing, only have one perspective. They brainwash you with Freemasonic history when you're growing up. It's all about, you know, we don't learn about any history in grade school growing up except for the Freemasons. They don't tell you they're Freemasons. They're just like, oh, these are the founding fathers. Well, you know, what's crazy is that uh, I was thinking about it today, history. Um, I have a Bible. It's a... Uh, got history stuff and how American history relates to different passages in the Bible. And I haven't opened or read that Bible in a long time, but I was thinking about it today. And I was thinking about the American history that's in that Bible. And it, and I was wondering, you know, the context of certain things that are taught in the history and how different things would probably be left out. And it kind of. Oh, freezing up. Sorry, everybody. Chris has frozen into a statue. Okay, we will be back. Uh, Tactical difficulties.
All right, we're back. Well, a little technical difficulties. Chris got booted off. Sorry of about that. And restarted. Yeah, sorry. But um, okay. So, what I was getting into. Um, let me repeat it real quick. Um, I was talking about history, and I was thinking about history, and I was talking about. I have this Bible that has American history in it, and I was wondering, you know, how much how much things in that Bible, as far as the history parts concerned, not the biblical history, but the American history in there, is you know just whitewashed or uh, fake or you know just not true or half truth. Yeah, because we can't we can't even agree on what's happened with say January sixth. Right. Um, you got the right saying that it was an FBI trap and um a plot and you got the left wing saying that they're totally insurrectionists and uh trying to overthrow the government so yeah, I, like, I mean i like i like looking at everything from like um my 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 college days my investigative mind dude like they just look at it from like um you know an investigator's perspective if you were a detective on the case and you're just looking at this evidence Obviously, there's no insurrection. These people are being led around the Capitol by police. Uh, you know, that that poor um, shaman <laughs> that's going to serve, like, years in prison. You know, he was being led around by two officers, being shown different rooms and stuff. And he's just walking around like he looked kind of slow, you know, like he's kind of slow in the head. And he's just walking around all goofy with his backpack on and shit, you know. And it's like these people, like, like it said before, these people weren't insurrectionists. They were, like, tourists. They just wanted to see the inside of the people's house. That's called the people's house because we fucking own it. And they're in trouble for entering something that we pay for with our tax money. We, these people work for us. And when the fuck did it become illegal to go talk to the people that work for you to discuss what they're doing wrong with their job? I just, um, I think it's insanity. I got, I got mixed feelings. I think, I think some of those people, but there was definitely, there, were, there was rioting yeah, and there's definitely know, I mean, dumbasses. There's dumbasses in uh, that were, you know, breaking shit, vandalizing shit. You definitely had uh, undercover agents there goading the people to go do it, and so I mean, I see that, but I also see that there there were otherwise just decent Americans that were manipulated into doing yeah. it and that were dumb enough. That's why I see Trump now, and he's calling for, you know, you arrest me. There's going to be blood and violence, and you know, he's. People need to go out and protest. I urge everybody not to protest for this man. I don't think that uh, I don't think Trump will have your back in any sort of way, and you're just going to be another pawn in the media. I think you should have learned. Yeah, like I said, I said to some January fool 6th. on uh, I was saying to some fool on Truth Social recently. I had to go back to Truth Social because I'm trying to find anybody that is a level-headed person that is willing to just come on the show. And talk about stuff, you know, I would like to talk to a lot of normal people, just everyday folks that are just not insane. That's all I'm looking for is some people that aren't insane. And uh, True Social's got plenty of insanity. Very toxic people are on there just trolling, trying to divide people, trying to keep these these crazy narratives going. And it's just like, you know, and they're being paid to do it. you folks? Not the Q folks. I'm, oh, well, the trolls right now. I'm talking. I'm speaking just about the trolls. Like these people come in, they get paid to, um, you know, mega trolls. Or I was, uh, what, what I was saying earlier, they get they get this they get this packet email that sets up their account, and these people are paid to go on platforms like True Social and stir shit up, and uh, just cause infighting and cause a toxic atmosphere, and and they get paid by companies um, to go on their troll, and they uh, they get money for every response they get on true social from somebody so they go on there and they just they make it very toxic and it's it's so ridiculous that you can't just have a platform where some normal people can get together and talk about shit and it's not one extreme or another it's like it just doesn't exist why do we always have to have extremes you know because i don't know extremes make people emotional and emotions manipulate people's actions that's why yeah. and we're propagandized all the time yep. yeah um, they, they run off our they, they feed off our emotions constantly man they work us like puppets mm -hmm. you know like all right what are we going to get them fired up about now you know what, what you look we... at politics in general and you have uh 
people that can be deep in the weeds, great on policy, like say Ron Paul, great mm -hmm. on policy. He's got, you know, integrity and it gets absolutely nowhere. But you get somebody that <laughs> has no, we'll, we'll take Trump and he's got absolutely no, um, he's got really no policy. I mean, he's, he was good on, he's talked straight about China, but he's been very malleable on abortion the mm -hmm. Second Amendment. I mean, he's called for uh, assault weapons bans, I think, in the past. And uh, then, then he could just come out, oh, I'm pro-gun now. You know what I mean? He, he could, he's just so wishy-washy. He doesn't really believe one thing or another. He just does whatever. But he gets the people's emotions, and that's what propels people to follow. People are very manipulated by their emotions. Read, read uh, what's that guy's name? Edward Bernays, the, the book Propaganda. He talks about how, they, how corporations, he gets hired by corporations, and then later on governments how to manipulate people using emotions. And that's absolutely anytime you're starting to feel an emotional response to something that, that you could be manipulated, especially with politics or foreign policy. Take and a Bernays, minute, Bernays, and Bernays is pretty much the, the inventor of marketing, isn't he? Like yes. corporations were using him for marketing and yes. And using him to, to brainwash people into buying their products and shit. That's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, if you're if you're feeling like if you're starting to feel an emotional response, angry at this and angry at that, and motivated to go do it, take a take a breather and think about the the policy and don't mm -hmm. and try to get that emotion out of you. Whatever right. they're showing you on TV, whether it's George Floyd or or anything else, and then you know all of a sudden they're telling people to defund the police and, and right. stuff like that. No I was watching. Cops, I was watching a good TED but... talk um, about this guy, and he was talking about you know getting worked up over stupid shit, you know, and how they prey off our emotions and this and that. And um, the way he explained it, which makes perfect sense to me, because you know there's just things that get my blood pressure spike, and dude, and it's just not good. Sure. And, and I have to train myself because I have high blood pressure due to my lack of patience with the ignorance in the world. You know, I, I'm constantly walking that fine line with blood pressure. So this guy explained Me it too. like, don't never let somebody else's mistake cause your heart attack or stroke. You know, like never, never get so upset from somebody else's mistake that, you know, you're that emotionally invested in it to where it gets you to a point of having a heart attack one day or something, you know, cause that's what happens. You know, we get charged up, you know, our blood pressure goes up and these guys, you know, they drop dead because um some political argument online or some shit you know it's like right it's not worth it dude these people no. are, are not worth your energy you know your your energy no. your life is precious right exactly and it's like it's set up to it's set up to work like that you know it's set up to prey on your on your energy you're loose you know it's like don't give it away man your He's energy cool. your energy and in, in your focus and and to manipulate what how you feel about things right I just don't like the manipulation part. Right. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure this troll on on Truth Social last night, like, I'm uh, drunk, drunken Ireland, or drunken Irish, I'm sorry. Your, your stupid-ass name is drunken Irish. But um, racist. he was just, he's just trolling people, you know? And it's like, you know, I called him out, dude. I'm like, you know, you're not even, you're probably not even fucking Irish. You're probably like 10% Irish, and, and you just roll with it, you know? And, it's, it's just you know so you, you know who likes to do stuff like that our good buddy j-rock uh he i guess i don't have facebook or anything like that but my wife he's, has facebook i can only imagine the level of trolling he's, he can accomplish he is an absolute prolific troller he's got like seven or eight facebook <laughs> accounts and he just just goes after he, he's more of the the right-wing libertarian mindset but yeah he, he's another person that uh and if J-Rock, you're listening, you already know that this is true. So uh, you're a pro, you are a prolific troller and you like the drama. So I, you, you get in there and you just hammer fuck these people. I mean, he's, he's and, good at, he, he's, he's good at that shit though. Getting he's, under, he's good at getting under people's skin. He's good at, he's good at aggressive commentating. Yes, very, very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. One thing I didn't did I liked about him and I didn't like about him. There's yeah. a double edged sword with that. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. He it could be taken a little too far sometimes. Right. But yeah. he but he was still still very funny, dude. Yeah. He always cracked me up. I think I get him on the podcast. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. J Rock on here. 
just talk about talk about talk about stuff that would be entertaining but we might get um we might get get banned shut down we could could get banned he might say he might say something that we don't we don't don't agree with right uh you'll you'll we might just have to save the recording and just save it for ourselves just archive it for memories that's right it just yeah yeah that could get that could get fiery toxic real quick oh he's yeah he's fiery he could he could be borderline racist at times but (laughs) but i don't think he cares about anybody's skin color but or or racial background or or feelings or feelings he's he's just speaking his truth he's just speaking his truth he he's an equal offender of of everybody and he don't give a fuck he'll burn the house down i bet you i bet you if he worked on it he would be a really good stand-up comic then no, I don't think I don't think a stand-up comic. I think no. uh, I think he could be a good podcaster, though. Yeah, I think he could be if if he, if he could tame himself a little bit. He'd have to discipline. discipline. You have to self-censor a little bit. I wish there was a platform on the internet where you don't have to self-censor. You could say anything. It doesn't. Oh no, you go on True Social, dude. You can say anything you want. I heard they ban people still. I don't, well, I got um somebody reported one of my one of my uh, posts and it's like you know it's sensitive material click here to view and it's just i'm just calling i'm just calling the guy a fucking pussy you know i'm like you guys i want i want something that's complete free speech like you don't have to i know it's sad i mean i wish i'm a free speech free speech absolutist like i don't care i guess i draw the line with kitty porn i guess i I, I, i'd even allow revenge porn but not kitty porn no no kitty porn. I, I'd say free speech absolutist up to the point of kitty porn. Yeah, up to the point and, of hurting children. Like I said, like, I'm a, I don't I, care I, if people post. Sorry, go ahead, man. Oh no, no, just I'm a libertarian. And it's like we don't really. I know Chris has the same views. It's like we don't care what you do behind closed doors. You just don't hurt kids. That's it's the only rule. You yeah. know, go go overdose on heroin. It's your right as an American. I don't give a fuck. Kill yourself. I don't care as long as it doesn't directly affect me. You know, and you're not pushing your ideals or your your habits on me, and you're not hurting kids. Do whatever the fuck you want. You know, it's your right as an American, or at least it should be. You know, in a, in a free republic. I I, I uh, was it. What's the word? Fucking. Anyway, ideally, that's it. Ideally, that is your right as an American. Uh, unfortunately, we have in a, a government that thinks you you can't smoke cigarettes till you're 21, but we can draft you. Right. You know? Oh yeah, you can you, vote when you're 18. You can't drink till you're 21. You can't smoke cigarettes till you're 21, but you can die for your country at, at 18, you know? Right. Why they not? They force you to war, right? Before you even uh, fucking know what life is, you know, just snuffed out, sacrificed for his country, a blood sacrifice. Who's who's taking, who's taking the energy from all these fucking uh, murders? And it's basically what it is. You're, you're being put out there to be fucking murdered. And God bless the so people it, that make it back because <laughs> they don't care. So I got a question regarding your idea of uh, soldiers and fighting and blood sacrifice. How does that work? So, so as far as basically as far the entire as far war, as is a, the entire war is like a, a a giant. What I would describe it as like a giant black ritual, <laughs> to where they're controlling, they're controlling the energy. So it's like they sent you guys to the most one of the most ancient spots in the world. You know, and and you know, we loot we loot the fucking museums of of super ancient shit, and we we take control of the oil fields, and and they have you wearing these symbols, since they work off sigil magic. I mean, and and like I learned in Reiki, you can do distance Reiki, which is basically distance magic. They teach you how to do that. You write, you draw it a you draw it a sigil, you, you know, you take your Reiki energy from your hands, you empower that that piece of paper with the sigil on it with all of your energy and then you 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 send it you know you you focus on the person you want to send it to and you can send them distance energy you know it's, and it's the same things it doesn't matter where you are in the world they have channels to you know that, whether they can use ley lines the magnetic grid of the earth somehow uh, i know they use that in all sorts of ways but if they use that in their magical rituals i'm not positive but they can channel all of the the energy when you die overseas and you're wearing these these sigil symbols what, what's the symbols like the chevrons like military symbols like the, the shit they patch on your arm 
you know, like your medals, your medals are all super occultic in the military. Well, I know the know, Medal of Honor is extremely occultic. Right, just upside down, you know, pentagrams and, you know, eagles and Freemasonic um, symbolism everywhere. And, um, but you know, is, it, is, it, is it, does that have anything, the, the symbols, does, I mean, does, the symbols don't have any power. You're um, knowing what the symbols mean. Isn't, isn't that what gives the symbols power? Um, by you taking on that uniform, you see how they trick you with the, the deception without deceit or deceiving without deception, where they trick you into wearing the uniform because that's just the military uniform, right? Everybody wears it. And you got this patch on your arm with one chevron, two chevrons, whatever, you know, as long as it's an occultic symbol, it's on the military uniform. Everyone's in it, but they're not going to tell you what they're actually using it for. They're going to tell you half the truth, like put this on, go over there. This is what we're going to do. This is your mission, but in the background, you know, it's a completely different story on their end, and they're using all this shit to like a blood sacrifice. Why they always refer to you as a sacrifice, you know, he sacrifices his life for his country because that's what it is. It's a blood sacrifice, and you can use, you know, they, the ancient bloodstones. You know, they have certain there's certain crystals that are used as bloodstones, like the red, you know, it goes into like the red mercury. Um, that um, the, the Nazis were using and Himmler was searching um, the Middle East for gin and um, gin kings and, and spiritual shit. And he brought all this too. occultic back, all this occultic shit back to Germany. And they were worshiping the dark sun, which is Saturn. You know, we talked yeah, about did, Saturn in they, the last they had episode. A, they had like a, the SS had a castle. And, like, yeah. and it was all totally decked out. And they had a room where they did all the rituals with the, uh, it's like a giant swastika, but it was uh, it's like a sun wheel. There's I don't, mm -hmm. I don't remember how many yeah. points, how many like it was the dark. Angles. It's the dark sun. Yeah, it's the dark sun, the black yeah, sun that, of Saturn. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen that before. Um, but okay, you know, wild. a lot of people don't don't understand just how uh, occultic how the much Nazis magic, were. Yeah, how much how much magic exists and how, how and, much magic always ex has existed and it influences our lives on a daily basis. You know, we're not even aware of it. It's crazy. Well, it's because we're not taught to to be aware of it. I mean, it's 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 occultic for a reason. Occult means hidden. It's right. hidden. It's hidden knowledge. You have to seek. You have to seek this knowledge because they're not just going to hand it to you. You know, mm -hmm. that would give up their control structure. You know, so not only that. I mean, once you learn symbolism and you and you uh, you know. That, then you start to see it everywhere because you see, mm -hmm. oh, here's this, here's that. There's no seeing yep. eye there. Here's pyramids over here. Why is there pyramids on this bank? I don't know. Why is there two pyramids on on this this trucking company or whatever? You just start seeing it everywhere because it, right. it's it, you're inundated by this symbolism, this occultic symbolism. But I still don't understand how if I if I'm wearing my chevrons and I get shot and killed. How that has anything to do with my energy? I, I think it's because more personal. I they've, personally think I personally one, one second real quick. Okay. I think it's personally more that that those symbols are just their way of maybe sticking it in your face and then and marking you as like these are these are my guys here and I got just like on gangs, what, mm -hmm. uh, gangs gang symbolism. If you've known anything about gangs, mm -hmm. some of them uh, it's all cultic dark art shit. The, the people they have like they have the the pyramid the all seeing eye mm -hmm. they use the hat and cane the trident. and then it, yeah the the no that's that's the folks that use the trident yeah. the six pointed star of David mm -hmm. um and so they have various but it, but it's all like Illuminati type <clears throat> stuff you know right. um it's it, they're all Illuminati symbols so that tells you who yeah, satanic controls and them and who you know a lot of satanic symbolism used by um by gang members and they don't even fucking know they don't know because they don't know the symbolism they're at the first step of of and uh, the ones that do know are the ones that are uh that are propagating it upon their own people right you know they're yeah. they're going along with it people i've not heard any any black folks that i know of that that know of gang culture or have been in the gang know about this symbolism in can tie it to uh i've never heard of it i've never seen them say yeah. you know this is this is the illuminati's controlling this shit or there's the a, cia there, there's a really good video series on youtube old as fuck you know and if if you are uh you know if you're a, a, a tech queen 
and you you get pissed off by watching shitty video quality i'm sorry but that's you know sometimes you got to watch shitty video quality to get good information but it's called the prophecy club um and their videos are still on youtube and this there's this they bring in a lot of ex-satanists and um a lot of like uh bill bill show snowblin i think showblin bill showblin he was a uh, like a 98th degree freemason and uh, he's got 98 yeah 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 i thought it stopped at like 33 he, ex he explains everything in the video it's crazy it's insane dude his story is fucking insane like um i'm 1000 degrees he, he started he started as a mason and he says he says the full masonic um number is 180 you turn 180 degrees right you turn it uh, completely around into a new man right so you complete the 180 degree turn and um yeah, he said, like, you know, that's what they, they want everybody to believe that, you know, it stops at 33rd degree, you know, and um, it doesn't, you know, uh, he explains all that stuff. And, okay, he okay, started, protractor and see what 33 degrees is. He started as a mason, became a warlock. He became a warlock um, in a witch coven. Um, he uh, became a satanic priest. He became a Christian priest first because he wanted to become a satanic priest. He was told that he can't become a satanic priest without first becoming a Christian priest. That's how it works. So then they like take that. the Christian priest and then they um, pervert you into the well, satanic So they could priest. turn you upside down. Right. Right. Because right. Satanism is very much about just a perversion of yeah, uh, inverting, inverting anything that's good, you know, just invert it, flip it upside down. I've, I've read portions of the satanic bible uh somebody had it when i was in the marine corps and i remember i wasn't we were in iraq and i, I would ran, had ran out of material to mm -hmm. read so i picked that up and i was i'm interested in the occult and i so you, you uh, would love you'd probably love this series i've been watching on youtube it's called um mysterious middle east i believe is the channel but he goes into a bunch of like war stories from iraq people iraq vets um like russians all sorts of people that have been in the area and uh just the crazy paranormal shit they've seen and he talks about like the gin and like the um the mongolian death worm that was spotted and they got like a video of it um it like tremors yeah yeah it's like this and everybody knows about it out there but we mm. we call it the mongolian death worm and it's just this giant worm that just fucking lives in you know like think about it though i mean all that desert you know there's probably life that can that can get pretty big by feeding off certain crazy things. shit on the desert. You'd be surprised yeah. at some of the lizards you'd see out right. there. Um, so. But anyway, I was, I was saying, I, I, I read that satanic Bible and uh, in that it's pretty much, I just read it to get a feel of it. Not because I I'm satanic or anything, but um, it's I read good to it, know all sides it. though. It really is. I explain uh, it to my, right. my boss who is a fundamental Christian. But I'm like, you know, I'm always in a fight and you're always, a, you're always a soldier for the light. You know, you're always in that fight against evil and darkness, but you have to know your opponent in, able, you in, know in, your in order to beat him. You know, you can't just go into a blind and think that you're going to turn out. Okay. You know, you have to know the other side. So you don't practice it's, it, but it's good to know what you're up against. You know, and that's that's what I read it, and, it, and it's pretty much just a complete inversion of what Christianity is. Right. Um, they still yeah, they, don't, they don't try in, too hard. <laughs> They're pretty they still lazy, don't, honestly. They still don't believe in like hurting uh, other people from from what the this is Anton Lavey's book. There's just yeah. to be clear, um, and he was kind of a I don't know like. He's considered he seemed, like a mainstream Hollywood. satanic light. You're right. He seemed very Hollywood, but I mean, it's it's just it's just uh, you know, and in your face. I mean, Aleister Crowley was the same way when he was because he, he was he grew up in a very uh, what's he, what is it fundamentalist type of atmosphere um, as far as Christianity goes, very strict Christian stuff, and he totally rebelled against it and like reveled in in. Um, being anti anti Christian and uh, like to the point of it becoming like a sexual nature almost to him, and he just he went off the deep end. But anyway, that's that's essentially what modern day Satanism is. It and, happens though. There's certain demons that um, start fucking with the darkness, and um, well, you learn about it, these I mean, demons. There's certain demons that are that exist just for one thing. You know, like every demon has a job. One demon is is out there to uh, mess people up through lust and one demon is out there to mess people up through like money and greed and you know one guy's you know so they're just rolling around and 
they all have their job to do and you just can't fall prey to that shit. And it's hard because, you know, this life is always, you know, you're constantly tempted, you know? So um, you're, you're a person that I've, I, I think that I've heard you say, I don't know if what your viewpoint on it is, but I know you've told me before that like, like we all have the spark of Christ in us. Right. Or, or that's, that's what I've heard that said. We all have yeah, the spark well, absolutely, of Christ. No. We all, and, we all and, have the, we all but, have the, the spark of of the creator in us and okay but then but then do those are those demons internal or are those demons external like like are the like the demons that we that we, that you're speaking of the one for lust the one for this one for that mm -hmm. is that all just facets of our personality or are these do you think that these are external oh son of a bitch okay well, more technical difficulties and we will be right back. Recording? We're recording now? Yeah. We yeah, we're back. Um, Chris is experiencing some some crazy storms. There's a storm at. over here. So he's got so. he's got this hail coming down just destroying his connection. Yeah. The we apologize for the yeah. technical difficulties. And uh, we're gonna try to go as quickly as we can and just <laughs> go into the little bit. So so uh yeah, what, what i was speaking of before like your spiritual defense and like you know being being um i don't know especially being aware of stuff but not being aware of stuff is like it's, it's bad but when you're going into battle and you are aware of stuff you know when you choose to fight you really have to have that spiritual spiritual uh armor on and stuff and you know when you're when you're a, a soldier for the light you're battling darkness constantly and you're surrounded by it, you know. So when you don't have the spiritual defense and that that the armor of God on, you know, um you can be manipulated spiritually and these demons can prey on you. They can they can enter your body, they can attach to you, they can possess you. Um you get you my know, question. Are these demons entities other than yourself, or are they constructs of your mind and being in that they those things take take over in your in your mind and uh that's how they that's how they do things or, or are they like interdimensional beings are they, well, they fallen can angels yeah, in I your mean, opinion or what, what what are these things i mean there's things i mean i don't know with some whatever the hell was going on in my house growing up like there was there are several different things going on with um spiritual attachments and my mom was i believe fully possessed at certain times um, really yeah oh yeah the thoughts that the, the, yeah the thoughts that went through her head that she told me about and she doesn't even remember this shit Do you, now. would you like to share um it gets pretty it's pretty crazy it's um um thoughts thoughts in her head a voice in her head telling her to take a knife and kill her kids cut their throats while they're sleeping and then kill herself wow. um constantly i mean she she tried to kill herself, attempted suicide four times. I mean, she was in and out of mental hospitals. I didn't know um, that about her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was bad. And uh, as soon as we moved into the house, um, when we found out after my dad died, and the, well, when the surgeons found the, the brain tumor in his head, he had a brain tumor for 20 years. And it was exactly the time that we lived in that house. They said they estimated it had started growing. By the time they found it, it was the size of a tennis ball in his head. And um, it was pushing up Jesus on Christ. his. It's pushing up on his frontal lobe, which is your personality. It controls you. So he changed personality-wise over the years, and you know he did crazy shit. And um, he had probably no like idea towards the end. Oh, like yeah. towards the I end, mean, dude. Yeah, bad shit throughout the entire time. It got worse and worse. And uh, he always seemed very uh, high-strung to me. He was very high-strung. Like, he was, like, you know, he was he consumed, was... dude. He was consumed just like my mom was. They were both consumed. They they chose to move into that house for a reason. It was like, as soon as we... When we were looking at houses, I remember we were, I was four, four and a half, five years old. And uh, we were moving from, from Crown Point to Maryville. Yeah, they, they we looked at several houses, and that house had a certain negative energy a certain darkness as soon as you walked in and it's like it just hooked my parents as soon as they they went in that place you know and as a kid i was always sensitive and i still am still i'm still empathic i'm still very sensitive and i can always just detect bad shit and uh yeah, that, house is, that house has always been dark and i just recently looked at the um the realty uh you know the the property history of, of selling and and buying and stuff i was on 
um, one of those websites, Zillow or whatever, just mm-hmm. looking up my old house. I always and, do that uh, too. Dude, I'm, it's, I miss it's my crazy. Old house. Like after, after we sold the house, it was, it was bought. Um, and I can't remember the exact order, but that guy lived there for a year and a half. I think it was sold um, at a gain originally. So the people that bought the house after us, they made a, a, made a gain, a gain on their sale. But Flipped the person it. that bought the house after that bought it at like 190,000 and then um, kept reducing the price. Like they put it on the market maybe, I think three years after they moved in, two and a half, three years, maybe they made it. They put it on the market. Nobody would bite. Um, they kept reducing the price. And in the end, they were willing to give the house away for $80,000. They were willing to take half of what they fucking paid for to get out of that house. And they were trying to sell it for years. And uh, finally, they got somebody to buy it. And that person has been in the house since, I believe, 2013. So they're a soldier. They've been in there 10 years because, dude, the house is fucking crazy. I don't know if people before us did some type of satanic uh, rituals and ma- masses there. I don't know if it's is the it land. Haunted? Oh, dude, it's it's a did portal. You, you it's not even just one I, ghost. It's, a, it's I, like I a portal of energy. I never got a bad vibe from your house. Bro, yeah, it's the base. Other than when man. your dad was around and, and, and we we're uh, trying to trying to hide not being high or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only bad vibe I've ever we're, gotten. We're not stoned. It smells like weed everywhere, but we're yeah. not high at all. We're not high. I'm, I'm fine. No, have you ever heard of the flannel man? And I've never heard about this until recently, but that's why negative. I, I encountered the flannel man in my own my. I my thought I was the flannel house. man. You were the flannel man growing up. You and Mike. I love flannels. Added I still, flannel I, jackets, I one, dude. I got one flannel jacket that I was still wear all it's all ripped Insul- up. And shit, insulated flannels. You have to have an insulated flannel, right? To be a proper flannel. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. What's, what's the flannel? That was man? your look for many years. It still is. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, Frank. I, no, I, I cling a, to my '90s fashion. It was strange because when I met um, when I met Dana, who was my wife, I I was going through a really bad time. I believe that the spiritual attachment was still there, even though I knew it was there. I could fight it off, but it was still making me um, make bad decisions in life. It was still affecting me, affecting my decision making. Uh, you know, using using certain things to you know to kill the pain. You know, you know, just was that your inner self though, or was that, and, uh, that? Do you blame it on an external thing, or was that your inner self that was in pain? Well, it's a constant battle, man. When you got an attachment, it's like, especially if you know you have an attachment, it's like it always has this little grip on you, and it can always come back as soon as you let your guard down. You know, and it's it's not until it's over, till it's over. You know, it's, it's like, like an addiction. You gotta fight till the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Like, well, it like, causes like, it causes addiction. You know, and that's what it. And once it got, once it has those in all cases, you, every case, man. Like especially every some case. drugs, like meth, is known to to draw in demons. As soon, it's like so you can do certain drugs, and it's like you're opening. It's like it's like mushrooms. You know, you're opening yourself your up mind. spiritually to to your surroundings, and it, depending on what you're surrounded with, Something's that's why poison. Yeah. But before you do anything, you know, you should always thank God for the blessing, because especially if you're doing a, a substance that came from the earth, which I believe everything from the earth should be legal. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what your argument is. Um, it's your right as, it should be your right as an American to decide what you put in your own body. And you can use everything from the earth medicinally. Uh, it doesn't have to be um, an addiction. It doesn't have to be the way it is right now. But that's how the black market operates. So that's why it, the way it is right now is the way it is. So. Um, it's all about making money, but making people sick, you know, and then offering them nothing to make them better. So you're saying that these the that that certain drugs can open open your mind up to Absolutely. being being possessed by other entities. Well, the, the the coca plant. I mean, I I honestly believe you know the the Peruvians and people use that responsibly down there because they have to because they're high altitude. You go down there and start walking up a mountain, and you're not chewing on some coca leaves. To get your uh, heart rate going, your blood flow, and your respiration going, like, like you're not going to get enough oxygen. You know, you need it helps you breathe faster. It helps you circulate blood, and that's what they I use mean, it for. People yeah. use caffeine. That's a that's a drug, and it's in. And that was my argument in, in my research paper in college. Is I wrote a paper on um, the war on drugs in prison population, and one of my main arguments was chemically, caffeine affects your brain in the same exact fucking way chemically as cocaine. So why it's is one legal and why is one illegal? Because one makes you feel good 
and one just gives you that speed. You know, caffeine will give you that rush without euphoria. Without the dopamine. People want the euphoria. Don't. You know, yeah. you know that's what people get addicted to is that euphoria. That's the hardest thing to kick. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, yeah, but I believe that certain certain drugs can change your frequency, and um, I believe mushrooms, sure, um, can can definitely change your frequency, bring you down more of to maybe an eight, an eight hertz, eight seven point eight to eight hertz hertz level to where you're more connected with the earth. I, I think that cocaine is um, a drug that can be used to higher your frequency past your level, maybe to a higher realm, maybe the you know, people hallucinate on people see all sorts of stuff and they hear things. But I believe that it's a hell of I mean, a drug. Everything can be used spiritually and medicinally in the right hands. But unfortunately, just like uh high technology, um, it always starts as something good and then it falls into the military's hands and it's used to weaponize uh you know something against us. You know, so they're constantly weaponizing shit. Yeah, even fentanyl can be used in a in a good thing, like when you're going into surgery or you have like a severe amount of pain, like mm-hmm. uh, or or you know you get cut open or you lost a limb or something like that. And, and morphine has given um, you know poor people that have died in in combat at least a pain free last few minutes of existence. You know, right? It's it's helped I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, but... there, there's there's good things that, there's good things to everything, but it's got to be used. What we're getting to, to the point is that it's got to be used in the, in the right way. And, right. and anything it's like Ron Paul said, you know, in that, that anything could be one abused. Of my, one of my favorite debates, you know, when Ron Paul was running, um, 2012, and they're calling 2008. They're... With 2008 or 2012? His second his second run in 2012 oh, is when they one. were like they. He had more of more momentum than 2008, and they still blackballed him from the from the debates. You know, they're like they give him like one minute to everybody's five. You know, and three questions for the entire debate. I remember right, that. Right. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. But they gave him that question. They're like, uh, Congressman Paul, you be, you believe your belief is that you we should legalize all drugs, and this, this, and that. And they're like, what about and this? Is when neocons were in charge of right, the Republican like, Party, not mega. They're like, so you think we should we should legalize heroin? And it would be okay. And then he's like, his response is, "If okay, so if we legalized heroin tomorrow, how many of you people out there, by raising your hands, are going to go start doing heroin?" And he's like, "Nobody raised their hands." He's like, "That's what I thought." You know, it's like case closed. It's like just because you legalize something doesn't mean that, you that have to everyone's going to go start doing it. In fact, when when Portugal um, decriminalized all drugs over there, they've seen a reduction. But they also didn't have the um, rehabilitation program in place, I believe, that's strong enough to handle that type of change. So I think um, drugs should be legal, but at the same time, you should have um, your tax money should go to like rehabilitating people instead of putting them in prison. Right. I think or we as need drug to, charges go. I think just generally in this country, we need to treat not even in this country, in this world, we need to treat the spirit more than we need to treat anything else you know like mental health is spiritual health right. it's the, exactly. they go they go hand in hand and you and know they try to trick you like i said they try to trick you into this mental health thing and mental and spiritual health go like you said hand in hand they're physically it's the connected thing. it's the same thing and if you're under spiritual duress all the time like we are in this country and constantly being bombarded by attacks and temptations and you know, just demons running amok, dude. You know, it doesn't matter what your, you know, race, creed, class, religion. It, it's it's, dude. The same things are affecting all of us. So, man, no, whatever your word is for it, but however you explain it, it's dark shit, and uh, it's attacking us all the time. And we got to be aware, and we gotta we gotta stand up and fight, man, because this is the last chance, I believe. You know. It can get real dark. It's not dark yet. Yeah, but it can get much worse. If you believe in in fourth dimension or something like that, I mean, then time is nonlinear in a in a four D scenario, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's that's where I believe that that uh, that's where I believe the creator truly exists is outside of this linear time. So he knows beginning, he knows end, he knows everything in between, and. Right. And all possibilities in between, and 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 so so on and so forth. Um, that's where I think God lives. And but I forget where I was going with this. But it's like it's like anyway. angelic beings. It's like 
I know from yeah. experiences I've heard from from near death experiences and all that. And I I had my own near near death experience when I was three and a half four years old, and I, I briefly remember. But a crouton in a salad almost took me out. And oh shit! Yeah, dude. And when we I were love living croutons. In, when we were living in Crown Point, man. I'm enjoying my salad. I always love salads. Ever since I was a little kid, dude, and I'm mowing on my salad, and I think my dad or my, my mom or my dad said something funny, and um, I just put the crouton in my mouth and I sucked in to laugh, and that crouton just went like right down my right in your ear, right in my right airway, windpipe. So it blocked my windpipe, and I don't remember much after that. I blacked out. My mom said I, I was probably about four minutes at least without air. My mom said I was purple, and uh, oh, shit. through the grace of God. Um, my dad just happened to be going to college for his respiratory therapy degree at the time. So he knew how to finally get it out. And I started breathing again, but I was, I was dead, man. I was on my way to death. And I, I wish I could remember more about the experience because I had to have seen something, you know, and it, I, I remember something briefly, you know, like kind of looking at the scenario from, from outside your body. But it all happened so fast, and I was so little. But ever since then, um, I've been I've been so sensitive to spirits, man. It's like growing up in that house was, I, I had migraines constantly. It was constantly whatever. I remember that. that. I remember it was there. I couldn't go to school. It affected my life, and that was on purpose. It was trying to destroy my family. Um, whatever is in that house. What I was speaking about earlier was, towards the end of all of my uh, my TV just turned on by itself. That's odd. Holy shit. Go ahead. But towards That's the weird. end. Sorry. Towards the end um of my my problems with the spiritual attachment that we that I had since childhood. You know, I met my wife. Um, she's such a great person. Helped me change my ways. And I woke up well, I went to sleep after dating her for like a few months. And I was telling her about the house and it was Elizabeth's first birthday. I remember. And we went over to your house and then we went down the street and I showed her my old house and shit. And we walked, uh, walked around it and stuff. Cause it was for sale at the time. So we walked mm -hmm. up to it and dude, I got the creepiest fucking feeling, man. It was like that, that feeling I felt back in the day when I was little dude, it was just like, get the fuck out of here. So I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we, we went back to your house for the birthday party but shortly after that i had a, a dream where I, I did astro flight and i left my body and i went back to my house and i remember going up to the basement stairs and i was at the top of the stairs screaming into the darkness at the bottom and i'm like i'm not fucking scared of you i'm like this shit ends now you know like confront me show yourself you piece of shit and i called it out and this flannel man dude this this dude with like a big fucking white face a big fucking black hole for his mouth and two big black hole holes for his eyes and like really no facial um structure and he's wearing a red and black flannel shirt that's all i remember and he comes rushing up the stairs of me and i just start whooping his ass dude and i woke up and i was just swinging physically like as i woke up out of the sleep i was still fighting him and ever since then i've been good dude it's, it's the craziest shit so it's like I confronted my demon and it's like I had to leave my fucking body to do it. But, um, you know, I've had a lot of experiences with doing astro flight and it's, it's really fun. It's one of my I've favorite never, things. I've never, the thing is what you, how you do is, um, you know, I don't know. Melatonin makes you sleepy. You know, I personally, I use cannabis. Melatonin gives me some really good dreams, like very, um, very some they can be strange but it's they're all very, about hitting they're that. very they're vivid it's all about hitting that sweet spot right before you fall asleep you know when you're like half asleep and you're in the middle between mm -hmm. dream state and like awakeness awake yeah uh, what you, you want to stay in that you want to learn how to stay in that sweet spot because that's where you can actually control um what your spirit does because you're not quite in the dream state and you're not awake and um it's it's, it's a little easier to manipulate your your spirit that way but it's fun dude like i left my body um like eight months ago and i wound up in this it was like a school and it's pitch black 
and I'm just looking around and like everything's completely realistic. You can feel everything, you know, hear everything. And I'm in the middle of the school and in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I here for? And I just walk out of the school. But when I walk through the doors, I realize that I'm not opening the doors. I'm just like floating through the doors, you know, and it's like walls, doors don't matter. And it's like, oh, shit, this is fun. And I start walking down the street and I, I have no idea where I was at, but I was in some residential area in the middle of the night and I'm walking down the street and it's pitch black and I'm, I see people are awake and they're up in their houses, the lights are on. So I start walking into people's houses and I'm walking around these houses. You see anyone fucking? No, no. These people are watching television and shit and just chilling. And I'm like walking there and I'm standing next to them. I'm looking at both of them back and forth. Nobody sees me. And it's like, I don't have to knock on doors. I can just walk right through and I walk into the next house and it's like, it's it's so crazy dude and that'd be pretty cool if you're like one of them freaks that just want to watch you just, <laughs> man, i'm just gonna like, ask oh, learn yeah. how to astral travel yeah that's all that's all you do did you ever um did you ever you go to that apartment i wonder if you could rub one around in the astral plane oh dude you can you can do just about anything you want can I mean, you meet I mean, other people i wonder I, f- I flew over the ocean and i could feel i was a foot off the a foot off the top of the ocean waves flying and I could feel the fucking water other, hitting my any, face. And did you see any other beings or other other people that were also astral projecting at the same time? No. Like, or is that just, or is that just your, is that. it just is that just going through you doing that, or are you actually in another existence where there can be other people? I wonder. I've heard well, it's of like you're stretching because you're always connected astral. to your body. Because when you when you reconnect, it's quickly. So it's like I heard it's like there's a like rope tethered to you. Right, exactly. Like. Yeah, you're like stretching out away from your body, and it's like as you become more and more comfortable in that lucid state, and it's lucid dreaming is what they call it. But as you become more comfortable in that lucid state, and you understand that you can control things, um, you decide to go further and further. It's like normal shit that would scare the fuck out of me, dude. When I'm in that lucid state, and I'm I'm doing like astral projection or whatever, and or astroflight, like I'm not scared at all. Like nothing scares me. It's the weirdest fucking thing. In the normal situation where I'd be scared shitlessly. I'm like, I've where never the been fuck able am to I? do that. I have like, problems with trying to do stuff like that. And uh see, I've tried to meditate. I can't meditate because my I can't shut my mind off. I could I got ADD, man. I can't shut my mind off that long. I, just, um, I could shut I it off started, for a little bit. I gotta start but meditating again, minutes. but that's how I've that's how I've been able to do a lot of stuff is through meditation. I took um I found this online course for um, remote viewing uh, years ago. Yeah, that's that's, and, uh, that's that's the type of stuff I want to learn. And I started, I got halfway through it, and you get to this point where you literally have to meditate and tunnel to your mind to reach your subconscious. Because unless you break, if you don't break into your subconscious as a remote viewer, you're not going to be able to access your, your full brain capacity, your full sight. I, I, I bet, so yeah. I got to this... I tunneled through my my brain during meditation and I got to this door and it was this big medieval wooden door like a like a big castle wooden plank door and it had locks all over it and all I could hear from the other side is banging and screaming and um it was the door to my subconscious and it scared me so bad I started to go to unlock the door and um the voices and the banging from the other side um scared me so badly that i just decided not to and i bailed on the meditation session and i was like i don't think i ever want to go deep into that part of my brain again because once you open that door to your subconscious you're opening yourself up to mediumship you're accepting the fact that you are open to spirit spirit is always going to be able to talk to you and once you open that door you can't close it so after that spirit's always able to talk to you and i'm i'm not willing to accept that burden at this time that's a lot like you like having the wall here between that realm and this yeah i don't don't think i really want to be able to talk directly to the other side i mean that's as as much as it was tempting at the time i've learned even watching go uh, ghost shows like ghost adventures i don't watch any of that shit anymore I don't watch anything I that has to do with Ghost spirit, really. Some Zach Baggins. It opens you Ghost up, dude. I'm I'm convinced that they're Satanists. I'm convinced that they, I I believe that too. I'm convinced that they're they're using their viewers for um for fuel. Like I, it I opens think... you up because they've read certain shit on that show. They open you up to demonic shit. Yeah, and it's not. I, you, here's here's what I think. I think that Zach Baggins has 
uh, is a Satanist or 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 dabbles in that. He definitely dabbles. And, he's a dumbass. He so. has he has things following him, and mm-hmm. and maybe he's doing it for fame. He's using and it for he has wealth. Yeah. Following him, and it's right. probably the same entity anywhere he goes. And he's explained it himself on, on him. the show before. Yeah, he's like, dude, shit, shit is always following me. And dude, he bought that house in Gary in yeah. Indiana. That 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 yeah. uh, portal to hell house. Right, the demon house. It's, that's that's in that, that I wouldn't want to fuck it's like, with dude, anything social like, workers, police yeah, officers. Yeah, there was, they all saw they all see multiple, shit. multiple witnesses of what was going on there. The walls were bleeding, there was kids being fucking strung up on the seat, being held up on the ceiling by an unknown force. Yeah. And yeah, it was crazy, dude. I wouldn't I've never that encountered anything like that. You wouldn't? I'm not gonna watch you... no, I've had chance to oh, watch a documentary. It. I won't I do watched it because they warned yeah, you. It, dude. If he warned no. you at the beginning. You may be open yourself for up. Dramatic, to he's dude. He's being a dram. He's being yeah. a. He's a drama queen, dude. He is. Uh, Come on. Look at his hair. Yeah, he's his, he's, his hair he's, says he's, it all. Metrosexual he, he, at best. He 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 does sell it, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? He sells it. He's like a professional wrestler, but just like professional wrestling, some of it's real. You know what I mean? Some of it's real and some of oh, it's yeah. fake. But I, I oh, think sure. I think a lot of that stuff's professional wrestling. Some of it's. Oh, I heard a noise or something like that, but I believe right. some of it, like like the the one was it Bob Mackey's is my They've favorite had some, episode. Dude, Bob Mackey's is insane. I wouldn't fuck. It's not with too no Bob far Mackey's. away from me down here. It's dude, only we like, gotta go to Bob Mackey's. No, I don't know, dude. No. I've already oh, discussed that with, with my wife. Uh, it's not a good. Where, idea. Where's it at? I go to Bob Mackey's with in, you. Um, Hold on, I can look it up real quick. It's, I've um, always wanted to. I've always wanted to ghost hunt. I remember you told me Chad. We used to work with a guy named Chad at uh, Dairy Rich. He, great dude, and um, you said that he was part of a paranormal society. And ever since you told me that, I was always like, I would like to do that as a hobby. It just just to see if a, I could it's catch a wild, anything. Wilder Kentucky. Or so, Kentucky one. I know I've looked it up. Kentucky. I've looked it up on Google Maps, and it's it's drivable distance from from Cincinnati. So, but Let's see, I do. I'm, I'm so close to, to all out of paranormal shit down here. It's pretty wild how much paranormal shit goes on down here. From I think from the Ohio, Ohio River and... Valley to Kentucky to West Virginia to Tennessee, it's like it's all just crazy down here. UFOs. We're right next to Wright Patterson Air Force Base up in Dayton, and that's where they're well, supposedly. It's where they supposedly sent the, the Roswell wreckage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm three hours and 50 minutes from Bob Mackey's. Oh, four man. hour drive. Four hour drive, dude. We could do this. Yeah. I could make it there. We could, we could eat lunch and have a few beers. And then I could be home in nine <laughs> dude, hours. I didn't, I didn't You're realize that it's 34 minutes away from me. 34 minutes him. away. No, I can't be yeah. right. That's I, I just googled Wilder Kentucky. I didn't Google yeah. Bob Mackey's. Yeah. Let's see if Bob yeah, Mackey's pops it. up in Apple Maps. Yeah, it's thirty-four minutes away from me, bro. Dude, why aren't you fucking? What? What's Fuck wrong with that. you? You better you go there. I command no you. No. Do it. Not, do it. And document it. I don't need document satanic it. attachments to me no more. It ain't gonna. It can't attach you because you you got the armor, man. Well, no, they can still attach themselves to you, but shit. It's you can you can show Not one you sign of you can you can have one moment of weakness and that's all they need. It's all they need. You can be you you show fear. You're scared, and then if you go in there, it's a boxing match. And if you don't have enough energy to do that, like an exorcist, uh, one of the top exorcists in Italy explained it in a video I watched before. He said it's a bo- it's a spiritual boxing match, and you have to have enough energy to spiritually box. It's like when you're throwing these words. You know, when you're reading these certain words in Latin and all this stuff, you're literally throwing spiritual punches. It can drain you energy-wise. And what's it about not, Latin? That I'm not makes up for that shit. Anymore. What makes it? What's what's about Latin? Why why is what's, Latin so important? It's weird though. I don't I don't understand it myself because it's you know it's a it's an ancient dead language and everything is based on it. But um, I don't I don't understand. And I don't understand how uh, Catholicism is the only branch of Christianity that has exorcists. So uh, it's well, all very that, strange. But we we know I the Vatican think, is very demonic and satanic. So I think that the um, the Catholics are very um, they have a lot of hidden hidden knowledge. 
Well, it's super satanic, dude, when you get down to it. You ever seen that statue in the Vatican? That Satan, Satan statue in the Vatican, but it's supposed to be Jesus coming back and rising out of the ashes of a nuclear fallout. It's pretty wild. I'm going to try to find it for everybody because that's uh, that's something that everybody needs to see. It's super evil. Satanic statue at the Vatican. You still there, Chris? Okay. Hold on one second. We will be right back. Well, due to technical difficulties and the storms that Chris is encountering where he's at right now, we're just going to wrap up the show. But uh, I would like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, God bless you. Uh, we'll see you next next week, hopefully. But um, next time for sure. And uh, as always, light the fire, send your signal, because we all are the beacon. God bless you guys. Good night.